This is the Idea Time Show, Idea Time Show with Dr. Joe North, helping facilitators expand their creativity, confidence, and impact through the power of innovation in action. Gain confidence as a facilitator, confidence with the technology, and confidence with your content and event design. Tune in every week for practical tips, strategies and interviews that will accelerate your personal and business success. And now, here's your host, Dr. Jo North. Hi there, how are you doing? We've got a great show planned today. We're talking all about innovation sprints. What a great topic, especially this week. So we're right in the middle of the Innovation Festival 2021 for Northumbrian Water Group. And I'm really delighted to be part of it. I've facilitated sprints at that event. I think it must be for quite a few years now. I'm thinking four years or so. And I really, really love it. So this year, I'm working on a four-day sprint and we're exploring how can utilities best understand, engage and empower customers and communities. So innovation sprints are awesome and you might see them around, you might read about them, see them on LinkedIn and YouTube and I think, well, what's that about? Maybe you are a regular sprint delegate and you go to lots of them, you could even facilitate them as well. So this is my take on innovation sprints. I'll share some thoughts and I really hope it's useful for you. So what we're going to cover in the show is what is an innovation sprint, how do they work, and what makes an innovation sprint successful? When might it be useful to do an innovation sprint and when might it not be? And if you're thinking about doing one, how could you organize one for your business so that you can really get the most out of the investment in time and out of the sprint itself? You get some good stuff coming out the other end. All of this really fits into my organising framework of things to do with innovation. So innovation is quite a complex thing to do. I think, you know, when we're creating the future, when we're visioning the future and making that future happen and doing really good stuff, it requires all sorts of competence and different skills and things like that. So creativity, communication, courage, we've got to be daring to go out and do those new things commitment to drive through and make it happen, connection, working together, we can do so much more through collaboration and connection than we can do on our own, creating the right culture and environment for the innovation to succeed, being super customer focused and also commercial as well. And what an innovation sprint does is it combines all of those and it really sort of makes all of that explode, condenses it and really amps it up to the next level. So you get all of those things to the power of, I'd say, 100 or more by using an innovation sprint because it really powers up your innovation and you get loads of different perspectives in a short space of time. So what is an innovation sprint? Well, if you've heard about one, if you're not sure what it is, an innovation sprint is a short, really focused event which gets all the right people in the room that can be a virtual room it can be a physical room and your aim is to work on a mission and that mission is the big challenge the big opportunity that's significant to you your organization your team and that can be a positive thing it can be a new opportunity it can be a challenge it can be a new way of working so an innovation sprint really is designed to get 
the very best collective creativity and wisdom from everyone there to combine the best of all those minds working together and do it in a really efficient, really dynamic and creative way in a short space of time. And a sprint can be, you know, five days, it can be half a day or a day, it really depends on the size of the issue, the amount of time that you've got available. You know, the longest ones are around five days. They can be consecutive, but I'm finding more and more that people are wanting to do a sprint, maybe leave it a week or a couple of days, sometimes two weeks, and then come back and do the next bit and the next bit. So they're putting some blocks of time in between each phase of the sprint. And that can work really well because it gives people time to think, do a bit more work, and you know, really just let the contents of the sprint work through the creative subconscious. The advantage of, of actually doing it all in one hit and putting it all together is that it's dynamic, it's pacey, and you know, you're in there and you get it done. And there are different sprint formats. So one of them that's most commonly used is the book Sprint by Jake Knapp of Google Ventures, and that's how Google do it. So you start off on day one with a bullseye session, that's my term, and what you're thinking about actually, what is the mission that we're on? Do we really understand the challenge that we're aiming to solve? What's the data saying? What are different stakeholders saying? So you might bring in some lightning talks from different people with different perspectives, and you're really thinking through the key questions that you want to answer in your sprint. The second phase is about ideation. So once you've worked out what you want to work on, you have lots of ideas. So it's a really lovely creative day. And there's all sorts of fantastic activities that you can do to disrupt your normal way of thinking and get people working together in teams and so on. The third phase is idea development. You take the best ideas that you've had and you work them up. You make them stronger, give them more dimension and more shape and take them in different directions. And then you get campaign or prototype ready. So what you're doing is you're taking a problem, you're coming up with ideas, and you're working it through to something that you can use, you can test, you can put out there and trial by stage four. And that might be a campaign, it could be a solution, it could be an actual physical prototype. And then sometimes there's a final stage, which is the finishing touches. So you can see how you know it's very, very pacey. And although the sprint is associated with Jake Knapp and Google, also the design thinking sprints, so innovation sprints, are also known sometimes as design sprints, and they're fairly interchangeable terms. It feels like a really recent thing, uh, but it's not. It's actually been around since about the 1950s. A guy called Alexander Osborne, who was an advertising executive, he ran an advertising company in America, wanted to create a process to help with creativity because, of course, that's the business model, isn't it, of advertising? You know, you do more creativity and your, your business grows. And he created the creative problem-solving process and there have been different iterations and versions. And actually, the sprint follows pretty much a similar thinking approach to the original Alexander Osborne approach to creativity. So what you're doing all the way through the sprint is you're converging and diverging, converging and diverging. And what I mean by that is, you know, you start off with a specific goal, something that you want to achieve. 
and you open it out to explore it and really understand it, which is divergent thinking. And then you do convergent thinking by saying, okay, so this is where we want to take it. You open it out again through ideation, close it down again through idea development, and you're diverging and converging your thinking all the way through the sprint process. So it's pacey, it's dynamic, and it's fun, and really good as well. A really lovely social and good team building event too. Now, some examples of real sprints, and these are just sort of in the past few months. So there's not a week goes by where I'm not sprinting somewhere on something. And you can do one for new product development. So to take an idea, you know, a gap in the market or a customer need, and use that time to actually create something that you can go and test to see you know, how viable it is. Um, it's a really brilliant thing as well to bring customers into the sprint if you can at key stages because customers will give you some great feedback. In fact, tomorrow in our sprint for Northumbrian Water, the future of customer engagement, we've got a customer fan zone session. So we'll be testing some of our ideas with some of the, the great customers that are going to be there. You can sprint on things like customer experience. How do you improve customer experience? How could you create customer experience as a differentiator? I've worked on some really advanced engineering challenges using sprints in the energy sector. Digital technology solutions. And I think because of the growth in technology, this is why we're seeing so many sprints, because they are great for app development. They are great for software development. They're really great for identifying clients' needs as well. So if you're working with clients in the technology space, you can sprint with them to really draw out their needs and expand your clients' thinking. Business growth acceleration, how to get that next level of growth, how to access new markets and so on. Employee engagement, long-term environmental strategy, you know, with, with climate change being so, so important and really high on everyone's agenda, doing a lot of sprinting in the net zero decarbonisation space as well. And look, there are so many, many more. But I wanted to share some examples of the type of activity that you can use for a sprint to help you with in your team, in your organisation. So I hope that's useful. There's no particular rule around how many people, in my view. I think it's great to have enough people so that you can really get some creativity sparking and you know you can mix people up and have some disruptive uh, conversations. When I talk about disruption, of course, as an innovator, I would say a minimum you know, really of about, you know, seven or eight people, you can do a lot of great stuff with seven or eight. And I've sprinted with anywhere up to 120, 130 people. It's useful to have an extra pair of hands, the bigger the numbers go. But really, it's about adapting your sprint to suit, you know, the people that you're working with. One thing I would say is that some of the shortcomings of using a book like Sprint by Jake Knapp are that they give you one way of doing a sprint and they give you one set of recommendations for that particular way. And there's nothing wrong with that. And actually, it's a great entry. You know, if you've never sprinted before, it's a really good introduction to sprinting and getting your first one done. But I think, actually, you know, there are so many different ways to sprint and it would be a shame if we only stuck to that one. So be flexible and design for the people that you're working with and design your sprint for the actual topics that you're sprinting on as well. 
is an innovation sprint useful for your team or organization? I think if you've got something really significant that you want to achieve that isn't straightforward, that requires the best of everybody working together, potentially with external people as well. They could be, as I've said, customers, they could be other stakeholders, they might be people who are your supply partners. If it requires that, then yes, a sprint can absolutely help you. And it will bring other benefits beyond just solving the problem or going some way towards solving the problem or opportunity that you want to work on. It's great for collaboration. You know, you don't just get the innovation, you get a real sense of people forming connections and improving relationships and having better understanding because you're tackling problems together, but also a sprint is fun. There are times where it's just, you know, it's just a sheer joy to be working together and bouncing off each other. And of course, not everybody sees eye to eye either. And that's part of it too. And that's an important part to have those debates. But it's great for teamwork. And as I've said, it's very efficient. You can get a lot done in a short space of time. So I think, you know, if you've not tried it, try it. I'm really happy to help you with it. If it's something you've not done before and you want to give it a go in your business, we can help you here. But, you know, you really do need something uh, significant that requires a number of brains on it. Now, things that will make your sprint successful. It's really important to have a clear mission, to know what you want to achieve and to be able to express that really succinctly. Because you're going to spend a lot of time solving this thing. I think Einstein said something like, I'm paraphrasing, but if he had a certain amount of time to solve a problem, he would spend most of it understanding the problem. So making sure you've got a really clear mission, a sprint challenge, and that you're not trying to do too much, that you're very focused and zoned in on what you want to achieve and that you can communicate that clear mission. Because that's the starting point of the sprint. That's really like the exam question that everybody's working on all the way through. The right people. So that doesn't mean necessarily the people who are the experts who have all the answers. It's great to have experts in the room. It's also really great to add in people who aren't experts, who maybe know not very much at all about the thing you're sprinting on. Because what they can bring is a different dynamic. They can ask really useful questions. They can make different suggestions. They can bring experience from outside. And if you think about it, a fresh pair of eyes is fantastic. Uber wasn't started by people who were already driving taxis and doing taxi business, was it? Um, Uber was started by people with software vision and capability, and they saw opportunity in the taxi market. So actually mix it up, have a really diverse group, have the experts there as well, and you'll get a really fantastic combination. And don't be afraid of bringing in people from outside. You don't need to necessarily bring them in for the whole sprint, but at certain points it can be really useful. And you need a great facilitator. And I suppose I would say that, wouldn't I? But I have been a delegate on some sprints that have been dreadful. And a great facilitator makes it look really, really easy. And if you think about it, for a number of days or sessions, what the facilitator needs to do is bring people together, often people who haven't worked together before in quite that way. So you've got to create a sense of psychological safety really quickly and get everybody working as a team. The facilitator needs to manage the whole process and the time to ensure that you come out with the solution that you're intending to achieve. You come out with with the objective 
achieved at the end of the sprint session. So the facilitator is creating the right environment. They are sort of designing and managing the whole process and the time to achieve the end goal, the end outcome of the sprint. They're doing the design and selecting the right activities that will get you that outcome. So there's a lot of work that goes in beforehand to make sure that the sprint is right. But also the facilitator needs a plan and they need to be able to adapt the plan and be responsive as new ideas and new thinking comes out from the group. And it's about a great delicate experience as well. So there's, there's quite a lot there to be thinking about and doing. And if you overlay things like technology into the mix, which is fairly intuitive, but it's still another thing to think about, then getting a great facilitator can really make the difference. Every sprint should be customer focused. So know who your end user is, know who your customer is. It doesn't have to be an outside customer who's buying something. It might be employees within the organization, but really making sure that you, you're holding the customer at the center of everybody's thinking so that your sprint solution at the end of it works and is valuable. Have great support and challenge. So it's important to have healthy debate, but it's also important to do that in a positive, encouraging environment where that's okay. And it's important that people don't just you know, sit there and agree with everything everybody's saying, because you need that a bit of creative tension for ideas to come through. And a great facilitator knows how to do that and get the best out of people. The right activities in the right order at the right time is important. That's part of the design, but it's also part of thinking on your feet when you're running an innovation sprint. You need focus to make sure that you are on task and that you are working towards the sprint mission and not getting diverted into other directions. Also agility to move, because this is the thing, you might have a process for your sprint, of course, but you don't know what ideas, what content people are gonna put into that process and what's going to be created as a result of that. So sprints need to be really agile and move with the thinking and keep up with the thinking, you know, and a level of smartness and intelligence to follow the thread and see where all the different dynamics are heading. A brilliant energy mix, and I don't mean some fantastic background music, although you can have that as well, that can help at times. So by energy mix, I mean that sometimes you need to be thoughtful, in the sprint, you know, and be processing things and thinking about things in a bit more depth. Other times you need really high energy, it might be fun. And so I'm working alone, uh, working in groups so that you've got different energies at different points and at the right point in the process. It's about creating a really bespoke mix of activities and energies to get the right outcomes because it's about getting the best thinking from people, isn't it? In collaboration, again, that collective wisdom. Effective tech, um, whether it's virtual or hybrid, particularly, you need a great venue. You can work in all, all sorts of venues, really. It just needs to be good enough. People can see and hear and you can stick things up on the wall and so on, but they're still considerations. Commitment is important. Commitment during the sprint but also after the sprint, because nobody wants to spend all that time doing something, having great ideas, getting somewhere for it all to just be forgotten as soon as everybody leaves the room. So an innovation sprint is the start of the journey and it's important to plan for what's gonna happen 
at the end of that journey and build that into the sprint process so that you've got a segue from the very end of the sprint into it becoming the work, the project, the thing that actually happens as a result of the sprint. And inspiration and data. I've mentioned things like lightning talks and what they are are short bursts of input and insight and sometimes creativity from different people. Having the right data available right at the beginning so that people know what they're working with. You know, data, I just mean information. So that people have something to work with, the things that they need to know in order to work on and solve the the challenge. So there's a lot there and I do encourage you to give it a go. If you've not sprinted before, then do have a go. I've got all sorts of uh, resources that can help you with this. Go to the Big Bang Partnership website. It's bigbangpartnership.co.uk and look in the blog section and there's lots there about innovation sprints. So just a couple of examples, how to design a sprint for diverse and multiple stakeholders, how to design a virtual innovation sprint, and on the YouTube channel as well. There's loads there actually on facilitation and sprinting. So do have a look. It's Big Bang Partnership on YouTube. And if you'd like any more resources, I've got loads of free stuff. So do head over to bigbangpartnership.co.uk slash resources, have a look at what's there, and just grab the things that you find useful because There's lots there on innovation, business growth and facilitation, and it's all free. So my purpose is to really help you innovate and help you get to where you want to with you, your team and your organisation. So I hope you find it useful. Thanks very much for joining me again, and I'll be back next week and I'll see you next time. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to the Idea Time Show. Brought to you by Dr. Joe North. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel and access more completely free resources at bigbangpartnership.co.uk forward slash resources. We'll see you next time.